Hola, bienvenidos a Firme. Miguel Maltos Gonzalez here. Otra vez. I'd like to introduce you to uh, my good friend Manny. He's from originally from California, and he moved to Spokane, Washington as, as a young child and has grown up here. So he spent a lot of time here in, in Central and, and Spokane, Washington, and he sheds light on what it's like growing up here. So, yeah, allow me to introduce uh, my good friend, Manny. Without further ado, let me introduce to you my good friend, Manny. Here you go, sir. Hey, Miguel. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Thank you for joining me on Firme. This is pretty cool. It's pretty exciting. Oh, um, yeah, it, it is. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited spending all these listening to it and now now getting a chance to converse with you and dialogue. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I, from what I understand when, when we've, you know, we've talked by messenger and everything, you know, you were telling me that, that you're, you've been in Spokane for a while, but you weren't born here. So no, no, tell us correct. A bit about that. Yeah. I was actually born in Fresno, California. And then um, I moved up here. I started, I've been all around the state from Yakima to Tri-Cities. I lived, I lived roughly like 10, 10 years in each place. And then now, now I'm here in Spokane. I've been, I've been here already for a few years and, Ooh, and I'm enjoying it. Good so far, deal, man. Somewhat. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. So when, when you came up to Washington, and I guess you said you, you started in, in the Yakima area in Central? Yeah. Yeah. I started in Yakima. I was there for for like eight years. And that was a, it, it was a nice place to live. It, 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 the Hispanic community is big there. I mean, mm. right there you you have all, all the, um, the the things that, that we would have anywhere that the Hispanic culture is very like prevalent and stuff. Mm. Yeah. So it's, 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 I liked it. I, I grew up there until like middle school and then okay. i'm i yeah and then i moved up through prosser and then all the way up to tri-cities cool cool mm -hmm. cool yeah man um i've been to yakima just just once and we spent a weekend there and it was pretty cool it was really neat you know to see how different the culture is there than it is here in spokane you know not only did we like openly casually hear spanish but we you know there was more like I guess you can say advertising in Spanish, more print mm -hmm. in Spanish, stuff like that. Yeah. That here in, in Spokane, I haven't really experienced or seen that since I've mm -hmm. been here. I've been here for almost three years now, mm -hmm. and um, and yeah, I'm just kind of surprised. It's, yeah, it's it's different because living up in Yakima, I remember seeing newspapers like Levels mm -hmm. and like these other that they would label them as like migrant newspapers. Growing up, I remember people referring to them as that. And you, 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 you might see some of that maybe in some local stores here, maybe, but it's not the same as it is over there. Right. It's, it's, it's completely different. I mean, over there, there's, there's a lot of support, I think. Wow. And yeah, it's, it's, it's very different. I think it would be a big, it, it was a, a culture shock for me a little bit moving from Tri-Cities to just to Spokane. So like oh, yourself yeah. that move that that move from San Antonio over here that's <laughs> that's huge 
<laughs> like night and day, man. Yeah. First of yeah. all, I left all the humidity behind. Yeah. <laughs> I left 115 degree weather. <laughs> I left little hills that now I see mountains around me. I left that. Yeah. So that in itself was a culture shock, yeah. geographical shock. Yeah. And then, you know, coming into, you know, a community that I didn't hear Spanish at all. You know, I didn't see brown people around at all. And it was crazy because, like, the only time I would see gente is whenever I went to the store, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and I couldn't help but look, not, you know, to be a creeper or whatever, but I would look and I'm like, oh, are they going to speak Spanish? I hope so. I just want to hear it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was, it was weird. It was interesting, you know? Yeah, it is. And I can relate because moving here i think barely just a few months ago down the street from where i live mm -hmm. on the street that's by the highway i started seeing like a mexico flag by this duplex and i was oh, like wow. oh wait a minute I, the whole time i lived in spokane i lived in the same area and i've never seen that wow and then passing through there every day through work i'm like wow that's that's a big that's a i've never seen that here that's mm -hmm. a big deal right there yeah yeah, yeah. and then they have it flying flying right there by their house just right there straight up and i was like wow i want to wonder who who that is i want to honk yeah i want to <laughs> go say hi man. i want to go say hi yeah yeah that's what i was telling my fiance i'm like i want to give him a honk he'll probably think i'm i'm rude right. or something if i honk though <laughs> like it's it's my flag i'm not taking it down <laughs> right <laughs> i'm over here honking in support they're over here flipping me off you're like no put a bigger flag up <laughs> that? <laughs> we'll do a cooperacha big old flag right now there you go right <laughs> yeah right yeah but it's pretty neat it's it's awesome i i love it i'm not gonna lie no of course that's totally cool you know and then like i spent a lot of my time in south central texas and san anto mm -hmm. and kind of worked and traveled all over as an artist as a photographer that's what i did and you know being in in that area it's i mean it used to be mexico that so many people there you know they openly express in spanish and English combined at times. They're code switching constantly, advertising, um, street signs, everything. You know, you see so much Spanish, you know, where you can buy cell phones, all the whole ad is in Spanish, you know, <laughs> newspapers in Spanish, everything. But yeah. then I came here and I looked around and I couldn't find anything. And it wasn't, I think I was here for about a year before. I learned that we had a bilingual newspaper and I learned that it had been here for 30 years and that I think is pretty cool. But what's really crazy is that it, it took me for one, a year to find it and asking and searching for it. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, it, it took getting to the right person to say, Oh yeah, this is where you go pick it up. You know, this is where you find it. And then when I read it, I was really impressed. I mean, it's got everything. It's, it's literally like two newspapers in one because it mm -hmm. is, everything's in English and then it's all over again in Spanish, you know. What were the, the publications like in, in central Washington, like El Vos, that one you mentioned, for example? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that one, I vaguely remember it. I, 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 yeah, I barely read it. I just remember my mom here on and off would, would grab, grab an issue. I would see it laying around, going to the stores. You know, it was something that, that, that was around, that was advertised. And then you would see it. You would see it. You would hear it on the radio stations. And then 
my stepfather was involved a lot in the local soccer scene right there so okay. you would there, there would be there would show advertisements and the schedule of the games of the sunday leagues oh, everything wow. right there in the newspaper which i thought was pretty neat that is pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool and then i mean tri-cities i don't i don't know if they were doing something like that i'm not sure but i mean here that's non-existent that's right, you know, that's right. Not, yeah yeah, I mean, I know that they have, you know, a soccer league here. They have Washington Surf here, and a good friend of mine, he's a coach for the league, mm-hmm. and um, and they've been doing pretty well. They've been trying to survive through the whole, you know, COVID situation, trying to do, like, like virtual training mm-hmm. for the kids, yeah, for the team. They've been trying to do that, trying to hold on to what they've got, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's been tough and all that, yeah. Yeah, it, it it is because it's it's different. Like here, I played in the league here too, and I was in the Latino team. But I mean, the whole setup of the league is different. Like the whole environment is is it's different. Yeah, compared to like Tri Cities with like in respect to soccer and stuff. Right, right. Yeah, and I I remember like in San Antonio, man, there are like <laughs> infinite number of leagues. <laughs> oh soccer. yeah. Oh yeah, like crazy. Like nobody's business. They've got a, in fact, San Antonio has a, a soccer team that's part of a, a big national league. Yeah, the, the NASL, I think, I think. Yeah, what's the name of that team? The Scorpions. The Scorpions, yeah, I think Scorpions. I've I've seen it. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, think I heard of it. Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big sport down there in San Antonio. Oh, I mean, I it's bet. really, really big. That and basketball are the two big sports, really. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to find down there. And I bet it's, it's, and it's like, they make a whole nice event out of it. Like in Tri-Cities and in Yakima, the whole park, you would see fruit vendors and, you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And then here it's, even in Tri-Cities, you would have people selling tuba and all all kinds of drinks and stuff like that. And yeah, so it it was neat here. It's, it's not the same environment. It's just not quite the same. No, you go play and then you're out and then right (laughs) over there, you know, stay chill a little bit. Yeah more of like a family event then it sounds like yeah it's it, 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 i think it's very big in the community yeah family goes everything it's 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 you know you have people cheering you on i mean it's it's big the, the scene's big over there yeah no for sure for sure now if if you had to describe you know being being latino here in the pacific northwest to somebody that has never been to the Pacific Northwest. How how would you explain, like Spokane, what Spokane is like? Well, they Spokane's behind in times a little bit. Mm. Yeah, they they're not as progressive as the rest of the state, or probably the rest of the whole Pacific Northwest, the whole West Coast. Right. Right. I mean, if you deviate and you go into like Idaho, well, that's even, that's a little, little bit even less, but I think all along, all along the, the West coast, it's Spokane is, is behind. Like yeah. there's not the Hispanic community. There's no voice. There's not much, mm-hmm. much of a voice And Tri-Cities. You're starting to see Hispanic politicians come out and stuff like that, running for different types of positions. And here, oh, okay. I don't, yeah, here, I don't, I don't think they would have that opportunity. Right, right. No, I get it's you. Just, You're right. It's just predominantly. Yeah. No, it's, I, it's a very predominantly white culture. 
Yeah, no, I, I get you. You're absolutely right on that, man. And it's, it's one of those things that, that I didn't really notice until I went to Seattle to spend some time there. And I realized that as I got farther west, I saw more diversity, more inclusion. And it's not like I saw less white community or anything. Mm-hmm. I just saw more, more, I guess, how can I say it? It's almost like, not to use the word, but the only word I can think of is integration, mm-hmm. you know, versus segregation is integration mm-hmm. between multiple cultures mm-hmm. in one space. You know, I saw yeah. that and I thought that was really interesting. And then as we came back, I mean, we went to visit Seattle for like a week or whatever. We're well, not a week, but a few days. But, and then when we came back to Spokane, I, 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 I can totally get exactly what you're saying. You know, it's like you, we went back in to an area that, that was just more predominantly white. And I thought, wow. Yeah. And it's, it's, they're, it's predominantly white too and very I think hostile they're very hostile that's what I think too is another big yeah. thing because Seattle you can't tell me it's not predominantly white in the right. beginning probably it was a lot and then you have all sorts of immigration coming coming in but it's I, over there it's more of a willingness to accept different cultures they respect them you know they right they might not understand them or mm-hmm. or anything but they accept them they 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 coexist Correct. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, and here they're like, no, nah, I've had coworkers tell me they're like, I don't, I don't like your culture. I don't understand mm-hmm. it. I don't want to. Take, it's you know, keep it out of my backyard. And I, and it makes right. me think like, not just because a certain culture is near you means you have to like fully accept it. Even if you don't accept it or understand it, you could still respect it. Like, right. let it be. You don't have to be over there and just bash on it just because you don't like it. Right. Just because that's not a part of who you are. Right. No, you're right. I mean, like when I first moved up here, I had lived here for probably, I don't know, maybe three or four weeks. And then people at that job, you know, they were asking me stuff like, so how long have you been here? And I said, well, I've only been here a couple of weeks in Spokane. (laughs) they're like no 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 i mean how long have you been here like in the united states and i was like what (laughs) i seriously thought it was a joke and i know i laughed at them like what (laughs) but then then they didn't laugh and then i was like whoa hold on here you know and then questions became more and more harsh and i was like hey hold on man you know i've why do you instantly assume that I am not from the United States of America, you know? And I was like, wow. And I thought, wow, this is, is this real Spokane? Is this really happening? And it was, it was weird. It was an awkward, awkward conversation. But, you know, it's just from those awkward conversations that that is where I feel progress can come, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. No, and, and, and yeah. it's true. Yeah, it's it's true. Like you're saying, it 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 those are can be comfortable, uncomfortable conversations, but they're needed in order to progress. Yeah, yeah. It it you know, 
it, it's sometimes it's not easy to talk about, you know, skin color or, or inequities and things like that. It's, it's not easy to talk about that stuff. You know, it's never a joy to talk about those things, I think. But I have a feeling that if we don't, if we're not willing to, to listen and if we're not willing to share as a community, as a bigger community, as a Spokane community, then how can we ever progress as a community, you know? And it's not just for the people of color, but for everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it benefits the community. It just makes the community grow. It's just, I think it's, it's beneficial. It helps. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Have have you ever experienced anything kind of like that? Like, I, ha- I have a lot. We don't have that long, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I have a lot. Like, in, 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 in the sense that, like, well, I've yeah. had nasty stuff happen before, yeah. you know. They, they automatically assume, oh, your English is pretty good. You know, yeah. blah, 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 this and that. And like, I've heard that well, one. Yeah, so one bit, I don't understand, like, how narrow their 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 mind i don't know what how else to phrase it but how narrow-minded it must be to just automatically assume like oh like where are you coming from or like you know it's 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 not it's not cool for them to like i said it's just it shows how narrow-minded you really are and it's that lack of diversity here too yeah yeah it is it is it's the fact that i mean we have hinta here and we we have multiple cultures here but like you mentioned earlier it's that that they don't have a voice you know and if they don't have a voice then how does that predominantly white community know that we really are here you know and i started looking into some local history here i don't know if you've ever looked into it or not but i've looked into some local history to see how long spanish-speaking people have been here Mm -hmm. And I say Spanish-speaking people. I can't say Mexicanos or Colombianos. I can't really say that. Yeah. Because, you know, we all come from a different background as it is. I mean, as, as gente is concerned, and that's the word I choose to use is the word gente, because we're just the people, you know, mm-hmm. is that we've got a diverse culture within ourselves, <laughs> you yeah, know, very. and it's all a little different, too. Yeah. How, when it comes to to those those labels and those identifiers, mm-hmm. how do you um, how do you personally identify? Sometimes, sometimes, like for myself, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be like I'm Chicano, Mexican American, but then you know days like like Independence Day comes around. Yeah. And then. You can feel you're American, you know, born here, raised here, like myself too. Right, right. You, there's a sense of being American and wanting to be American too. But then, like I said, that that day comes around, and what what is there like in my heart? What is there that really celebrate? And all, right. you know, all this all this division and and everything that that's that revolves around that. It's hard to identify for myself, you know, then you can right. go back to like Hispanic, Latino and then Latin, mm-hmm. Latinx. And there's, there, there's so many, but I, yeah. I think deep down, I, I, I identify a little bit more with 
Mexican-American being Chicano. Being Chicano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too, man. I, I, I identify with that because of the way I was raised and the, where, you know, how I was brought up by my parents being, being Chicano artists themselves mm-hmm. and growing up in that culture. But I think about my siblings and you see, I'm, I am 10 years younger than my four siblings. So there's a bit of a, of a gap there. Right. Mm-hmm. And at that time when my parents, you know, when they had the four kids before I was born, they had a very different mindset. They were like, we need to be more American. We need to be more Anglo <laughs> as my dad mm. said, more Anglo. <laughs> and I was like, that was their thought. You know, we had, they had to be more Mexican, more American than Mexican. And as they evolved and they found their Latinidad, you know, through art and through community, you know, that's how I ended up with the only Spanish sounding name. <laughs> yeah. Cause my, my siblings. Oh, so the rest of your siblings have different. Oh yeah. Cause you got, and, and I've mentioned in, in the podcast before, mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard, but my, like my sisters, Betty Ann and Barbara Jean, oh. <laughs> you know, and then Rain yeah. Jr. and Frank and then mm-hmm. Miguel. <laughs> yeah. like, How did that happen? <laughs> you know? So, but yeah. And, you're right. It's, it, it's not easy to identify, you know, because we are of two cultures, you know, speaking two languages and like with, like, for example, with my wife, she was born in Mexico, but she was raised here mm-hmm. and she'll openly admit that she doesn't think in one language or the other. She thinks in both. She thinks, yeah. You know, and when she's speaking, she doesn't realize that she's speaking both languages or one or the other, you know, it just, it's just, it just comes out. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Yeah, that's, a, that's how, that's another thing that I can relate to too, mm-hmm. because I think it just, it's just fluid. It's just, sometimes it's in English, sometimes it's Spanish. You're, you don't even think it, even when you're conversing with someone, it's just coming out in a certain way. Right. Yeah. And, and, and and it's 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 I think it's it's something beautiful, being it is the the it, apart from identifying with your culture and being proud of it, you know I'm I'm not one to to shy away from that too. It just like my brain just goes in both ways, English and Spanish. I'm thinking, and it's just in both. Right, right. No, I totally get you. I totally understand that, and you're absolutely right. I mean, and and I've heard that, you know, I, at first I heard it from her, but then you know, hearing it from you and hearing it from other people, how they're like, no, it just, it just comes out, man. <laughs> it is what it is, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just one of those, those interesting things, how, how people that are bicultural and it's, it's a little bit different than just being biracial, you know, mm-hmm. because when you're biracial, well then, you know, you could be Swedish Italian, you could be, you know, German Irish, you know, Mexican Irish. And that's that's your heritage. That's just that's that's your family lineage, right? Mm-hmm. But to be bicultural, that's where somebody like you, like me, where we truly live two social norms, two cultural norms, you know. And that's that's kind of interesting. I've, I don't know. I've always had a, an interest in it and I've tried to put that in my artwork. You, you know, I've tried to put that in, in what I do. 
And, um, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to yeah, those, yeah. Mm-hmm. no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> and I was just saying when it, when it comes to, you know, how people say, well, how do you, you know, are you Mexican? Are you American? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Siempre, man. I'm both. You know? Yes, I'm both. I'm yeah. both. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I must, I, I must imagine it's harder too for people that are Hispanic. Like mm-hmm. my little brothers, they're not very fluent in Spanish at all. Mm-hmm. So I, I imagine it must be hard for them to identify too with a certain mm-hmm. culture because if they don't feel more American, but yet they don't speak Spanish, I think it, there's a little bit of a, a hard like a way to how can you like, like hone in on that, like make it feel part of you you don't speak the language i don't know i've i've never really asked them we've never really had those type of conversations right i've asked them how they feel and they're like well we're american we're just not white that's what yeah. they told me we're, we're just not white. white yeah i like that we're american we're just not white yeah <laughs> that's know? a good answer man <laughs> I like that. yeah yeah that's what and that's what three of them have told me that like, yeah but that's the only thing when we talked about it oh that's interesting yeah that's interesting though Cause yeah, I mean, I, I can totally get that, you know, I mean, like when, when I grew up, you know, I learned a lot about culture, a lot about our heritage and tradition and everything. But one thing that my parents didn't allow me to learn was Spanish. They didn't want any of their kids to learn Spanish because they didn't want any of their kids to have an accent. Mm. You know, they wanted us to have, as they said, more opportunities and I thought, well, I don't know, man. <laughs> Not knowing that in in you know what's our present time now, being bilingual would actually be a benefit, you know? Oh, yeah, it, it yeah. totally is, especially in the community like here, like in Spokane. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 something that's that's very very useful, very very nice to have in one note in in one own little little utility belt of life yeah it is you're right man yeah you can pull from both pockets exactly <laughs> yeah double the tools man in español inglés that's right yeah. yeah like my kids i mean you know they they speak spanish pretty well my son he's the youngest and it's interesting because he's 10 years younger than his two sisters <laughs> so that cycle is continuing <laughs> that he he's the most fluent out of the kids mm-hmm. you know he's going to be starting high school next year and he's already like in spanish three he's almost done <laughs> yeah yeah he's pretty much done yeah and, and and for him it's just it's just um he he wants to take up more of it or he just wants to be fluent at, at flu- what is he trying to he wants to be more fluent a bit of both yeah a bit of both. I mean, like, you know, his mom is a Spanish teacher. She's a Spanish immersion teacher. And he grew up, you know, when we were both working and we lived in San Anto, he stayed with his grandparents, right? You know, they took care of him when he was little before he can go to school. And that's all he ever heard was Spanish. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all he heard. So he knew that when he first learned how to speak. And then the English, he picked that up just by being around the rest of the world. Because, I mean, think about it. Anywhere you go, you're going to hear English in the U.S. Yeah. You, know, you leave the house, you hear English. But you go home, you hear Spanish. And that just that balanced him out. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I can re- relate a little bit too because when I was growing up, all we spoke with was Spanish. Right. And then I would just speak English with my sister, and then I ended up I ended up taking a few years of Spanish. I never finished the whole how I should have, but I did end up taking a few years of Spanish because I wasn't good with the accents and speaking. Mm. I couldn't roll my R good, which kind of ironic. <laughs> right? No. <laughs> no, but I mean, but that's okay, you know, because I mean, that's that's kind of how we've changed culturally, you know, and and that brings me to to one of the next things that I noticed here coming up to Spokane is that, you know, um, I meet people that have been here for a while that have been here for like, you know, 20 years, 30 years. They've, they've been here for a while and, you know, they get married, they have a family, they have kids. And then, you know, it's like the parents speak Spanish. They're pretty fluent, but then the kids, they either speak a little bit or not at all. And I've noticed mm-hmm. that there's, you know, not just cultural loss, but language loss being in this community. I've noticed that. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and I feel that has to do with the accept, acceptance part of it, the mm-hmm. acceptance aspect of it. I don't think, I don't think this community is that accepting of it. And it's going to take a lot of, just some, a lot of, a lot of tear, tearing down a lot of walls just to so they could be accepting of that of the community here i think that's why you don't see that much you know maybe like growing up i did i did have that sense of not not like you know you're just sur- surrounded by different people color of skin and you want to fit in so the last thing you want to do is speak another language you know especially if you're in a place where it's like hostile right. yeah mm-hmm. where it's unwelcome you know it makes you feel like like you're unwelcome, like you don't belong or something, you know, kind of makes you feel like that. And, you know, it's just one of those things I think that have changed, has changed the culture once they come to a space like, like Spokane, that, that is predominantly white, predominantly English speaking. And I think that's probably, and I don't know, but I'm thinking that would be very similar for other cultures that come here you know, Asian cultures, Middle Eastern cultures. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that would be pretty consistent, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it probably is too, because here you see, I I see that the, that the um, Eastern European community is growing a lot here. Yeah. I've seen a lot from like Bosnian to Ukrainians and, and I know because I've had dialogue with them and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see, I do have a lot of, in the same fields, I do see a lot of Russians and Ukrainians that are here. Yeah, so hopefully that's a little bit more acceptance. And right. even though you bump into some knuckleheads that don't really, <laughs> that don't really like that, yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah, get you. I've that's my, so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's so true, though. I get you. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I've seen. But... I know, and we've talked about earlier how Spokane has um, a Spanish language radio station starting up now. Mm-hmm. That's pretty exciting. Oh yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> I was happy to see that. Even though yeah. I, I I really don't don't listen that much to radio in general, not just not in Spanish in particular, but right, I mean, it's it's something that's that's a step in the right di- direction, progression, a little bit yeah. more sense of it. 
Mm-hmm. No, for sure. For sure. I can see how, I mean, it brings news, it brings advertising. It shows that, that we have Hinta here and it shows that we're, you know, not just a part of the community, but I think it also shows that we're part of the, the spending community, you know, that buying community, you know, we're, we're not just, we're not just here We're we actually have a, a, a we actually have a stake. Mm-hmm. In the in the in the city, you know, mm-hmm. and that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. Yeah. Cool. I haven't heard it myself personally because I think they just launched today, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Yeah, I think so. But I haven't really heard it, and I like you. I don't listen to radio. <laughs> I listen to Spotify all the time, <laughs> other podcasts and other things, just whatever. Yeah. And now I'm gonna have to start listening to a radio man. Yeah, sure. Radio so some support. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like I said, I haven't personally listened to it yet, but I did see some some people already um sharing it that there. I saw, I saw. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with a store that sells helados here on Sprague. Yeah, yeah, is um, yeah, I can't remember the name right now, but mm-hmm. yeah, there, yeah, there's, I've, I've been there. It's good. A, yeah, um, I'm friends with the with the owner from from playing soccer, and he was sharing that he was he was happy the the to have the Spanish speaking, he was sharing it right there. He took a picture, shared it on his Facebook. That's so like, cool. Oh, yeah. Put some advertisement on there. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. <laughs> That'd be cool. And that that's mm-hmm. awesome, you know, because then it takes those Latino owned businesses out there and it gives them an opportunity to to truly advertise and gain, you know, more work, more business, a stronger mm-hmm. business community, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot of, of Latino-led business here. I mean, there's there's more than I think people realize. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I believe that. I, I really do think it's just that they're just not aware of it or they just assume it's your stereotypical Mexican restaurant owners and that's right. only only brown people in the town. Right. Yeah, that's what they probably just assume. No, you're right. I mean, and you're that's so true. I mean... I've I've met, you know, Hispanic, gente, Latinx. I've met like attorneys. I've met, you know, doctors, architects, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm like, wow. We've got we've got you know professional. We have, you know, blue collar workers. We've got police men that are brown. Mm-hmm. I saw that the other day, uh, just, you know, driving home and, you know, there's a Spokane PD car, you know, pulls up next to me at the light, you know, they're just there. And I just looking around at the light, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I guess, I don't know. I hope he didn't see me freaking out or anything. <laughs> right. He's like, Maybe you, get that. you got nervous. He was like, hmm, suspicious. <laughs> I know. Right. He's like, is that guy okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. you better go. Like, I'm just a little brown struck right now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's all. Just a little brown struck. Yeah. Don't, don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a chance to to, to see that one yet. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've I've um um I met a doctor from one of the local hospitals, and he was from Monterrey. Oh so wow. That was, yeah, that that was pretty cool. I'm like, well, wait, here in here in Spokane. You're like <laughs> you're here from Monterrey. <laughs> yeah. Like, Why did you stay in Monterrey? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it probably would have been a nice city. You've never been, but I've heard it's nice. 
It is. I mean, that's, that's where my wife's from. It's beautiful there. Oh, okay. It's very, it, it's got a couple of things, you know, it's very picturesque with the mountains. So mm-hmm. it reminds me a little bit of Spokane, you know, okay. kind of that, that look. But once you get into the city, you know, it gets into that really, like, I guess you can say nostalgic old Mexico look kind of like from the fifties, sixties type of architecture. Okay. It's just really cool. (laughs) It's just like going back in time. I'm serious. It's beautiful. And then you've got another part of the city that's very industrial because that's like the main thing about, about Monterrey is it's a very industrial um, city. So it's like going to like the industrial park Mm -hmm. over, you know, and and near getting towards the Valley and all that. Mm -hmm. It's like, like going out in that area and it's very industrious and you've got, you know, towers and you've got facilities and pipes and all sorts of stuff going on. They're manufacturing things or they're assembling things. So mm-hmm. you go there and it, it looks, you know, it's, it's it, they've got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. There was this one place I remembered. It was so cool. It's, oh, what is that? I can't remember what they called it. Guy of the something. But anyway, it had, it was, it was a block. It was a city block. And on both sides of the street, they had nothing but venues for quintas and weddings, dude. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> they had like ballrooms, <laughs> a whole block of different ballrooms. <laughs> and we drove by there going to my wife's cousin's house. And he was driving and he's like, oh, man, oh, all these limousines. <laughs> you see all these little quintas coming out and everything. It was so cool. I was like, this is neat. Yeah. He's like, no, man, this is stupid traffic, yo. <laughs> but that was pretty cool. Look at the salones right there, right? There you go. Something like that. Guy yeah, something that's... they called it. I don't remember. <laughs> I'd have to ask him. It'll yeah. come back. <laughs> but no, it was crazy. It was crazy. And like party lights everywhere. <laughs> stretch limousines, <laughs> stretch limousine hummers, everything. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kind of like going through downtown Pasco during quinceañera season. <laughs> oh, for real? <laughs> oh, that'd be cool to see. Yeah. That's where I need to go photograph, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, downtown Pasco, some areas are pretty, makes you makes you feel in, like you're big in, in the Hispanic community. All these little boutiques, Hispanic boutiques, restaurants. There's even a Cuban restaurant there too now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty mm-hmm. Do they have like... I guess like a little neighborhood, like a little community, or is that? Um, right there through downtown, I think it's through Lewis. Um, right there is where, I don't think it's really much, they have like Road 68 in some areas right there, but I think through downtown Pasco, through that street is where you see more of the Hispanic stuff, like those, oh, wow. like those old school type of boutiques, uh, clo- um, furniture stores, and stuff like that. Yeah, and then, cool. and, and then you go to other parts and it's just residential. You don't really see mixed. You see some parts of Pasco you do. You'll go down the street, you have Walmart and then the Panaderia and then you have, and then you have Papa John's and stuff like that. So. <laughs> and then you have a taqueria and a Papa John's. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. A taqueria right in front of the Panaderia. <laughs> That's cool. That's like San Anto, man. <laughs> You've got like two or three Molinos and then there's a Starbucks. <laughs> And then a panadilla, and then a car wash, <laughs> and then a barbecue place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Barbecue here is there. There's a couple. I love barbecue. Oh, for real? 
yeah, I'm a big fan of barbecue, but it's probably nothing like the one in San Antonio, I bet. Yeah, I'll I'll be honest, man. It it they really they really get it done down there. <laughs> yeah, I, I miss that. I miss the food. I miss yeah. the food. I seen sure. some videos about the about the um Hispanic like barbecue scene over there using like Mexican flavors and stuff and spices mm. and doing that with like the traditional barbecue ways. I'm like, that's pretty that's pretty neat. Very you know, style and comino there and you know, barbecue mm-hmm. that brisket. Right. Yeah. On on mesquite, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's pretty neat. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. We need to do that in Spokane, man. Yeah, a little startup in Mexican barbecue. <laughs> there you go, right? A little outside Yeah, yeah, we'll be good business. <laughs> <laughs> and we can advertise it on the radio. Exactly. <laughs> we have yeah, get win right there. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, cool. we're all set. There we got you go, the right man. demographic. <laughs> there you go. That yeah. that's the way to do it, man. <laughs> yeah, and you know saying the things that need to be said the Mm -hmm. things that need to be heard i think no yeah no thank you for having me for giving me this this opportunity to express myself in the way that i did and and hopefully this this falls on on falls on someone's ear that really needs to hear it and some little insight towards our perspective towards our culture to see how everything is happening right right you're absolutely right man hopefully you know it, it it puts a little bug in somebody else's ear that they're like hey that's exactly what i'm thinking yeah that little aha moment like you said it's like mm-hmm. ah yeah you know, i'm not which, alone <laughs> yeah which which like like going back to that like how i how i met you right exactly like that little, oh okay <laughs> there you go man and yeah. then just i think you know things like that it's going to build a bigger you know stronger more confident and and just connected community you know mm-hmm. And there you have it, my friends. I'm looking to connect with more gente right here in Spokane and Eastern Washington and just kind of share with you uh, what it's like being being from here, being born here, growing up here, what it's like coming into this space. So I'm looking to to invite people to, to join me on this journey on uh, sharing the story of what it's like being brown in Spokane. Again, I want to thank all of you for for joining, and then I appreciate you and your support for Fidame. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we've got more to talk about. Bueno.